What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to VCast. I'm your host, Jacob, and today I am back with uh, our DYD, Pastor Jonathan Rivera. Say what's up again, man. What's going on in Viva family? Yeah, I had, to, I had to get you for, after the first one, where you just spitting holy fire, I had to grab you again. No, nah, man, so. I'm honored to be able to come hang out with you guys. Yeah. Um, so in our last uh, podcast, you and me had talked about Miraculous together. Yep. And... Um, we specifically focused on the story of the lame beggar outside of the temple where Peter and John healed him. And we kind of broke that down um, and how that sort of correlates with um, our togetherness, how yep. the miraculous is meant to drive us together and yep. serve as an opportunity for us to preach the gospel. Yep. This podcast episode, however, might be a little different. Um, most of the other ones have been a little more um easy to accept yeah right um this one might be a little bit harder for those especially those who have been in the midst of it because yeah. today we're talking about persecution yeah. and being, that's that's a curse word in america yeah um and this podcast is going to focus on that age old question how can we be christians and believe in a loving god when we suffer from persecution and not just us but everybody in the world suffers yeah. from persecution so we're going to be in acts chapter 4 verses 1 through 22 um and the first point that we wanted to drive from this was persecution can't stop the gospel yeah but it spreads it yeah um this in the book of acts because we know that jesus obviously faced persecution a bunch um, yeah. it was kind of his whole reason for being here but um this is the first time we see the church um suffer from persecution and i don't know if you kind of want to dive into what persecution sort of may look like um because i know it, for some of us it may be hard to tell what it looks like you know um we don't really yeah. know what persecution is especially us i think in america we have such a watered down view of yeah. persecution like um for some of us it may be vaccination is persecution and it's like oh come on now you know so so what does persecution really look like like what would be a uh, a real way to explain it or describe it yeah so let me first start off by saying that like persecution like i mentioned earlier is a is a curse word uh for us as comfortable american christians right uh if anything we're constantly trying to remove anything that is counter to what we want anything that gets in the way of our happiness anything that gets in the way of our comfort anything that gets in the way uh of what we want we try to get rid of it um, but that's contrary to what we see in the life of Jesus, mm -hmm. and that's contrary to what we see in the life of the early church. If anything, they went through struggle. They went through persecution. They had obstacles, and, and they had opposition to their faith. And um, obviously, in all parts of the world, we see people who are genuinely being persecuted for the gospel, mm -hmm. right? Like we see people who have been beheaded. We yeah. see people who have been put in internment camps. Yep. We we see all kinds of religious persecution. Like for example, right now, there's uh, actually 
Chinese Muslims are being put in internment camps. Mm -hmm. You know, there is real religious, spiritual, even Christian persecution happening around the world, uh, particularly in the Middle East and in other places. Um, but persecution even in America is, is real. Yeah. I, the yeah. level is different, though. Yeah, the level is different. And I, and I didn't, just to clarify, I don't mean it to say that we don't suffer from persecution. Oh, no, but, I'm agreeing with you. It's, but, uh, it's not to the levels that other people uh, A lot of time we exaggerate or we feel like we're getting the worst of it when yeah. truly we're not. Um, now, here's what I will say about persecution in America. We currently live in something called a post-Christian culture. Uh, which is where it's not normal to be a Christian in yep. America. It's not something that's always uh, it's celebrated. Out, it's outdated. Exactly. It's outdated. You're old fashioned. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you're, you know, people equate it to Republican politics and, and certain things and, or even on the other side. And so, but that's, that's not necessarily mm -hmm. um, what persecution. Now, what I will say is, in America, because it's not normal to be a Christian, there is a certain level of opposition to the Christian faith in America. It's a real thing. And I think we need to embrace it now because in my opinion, moving forward, it's only going to get worse. Real persecution is gonna to begin to happen with the church um, and with the Christian faith in America. We're already seeing it in microwaves, but I think that it's only gonna grow over time and persecution is not something that we should completely avoid. No one likes persecution. It's not like we celebrate it, we like it. Yeah. It's not a good thing that happens, but it is a reality that we need to accept yeah. as Christians that it's here, it's coming, and it's only going to grow. Um, but that isn't always a bad thing through the lens of Jesus. Yeah, um, as you can see, we can, have just a talk about persecution for a podcast. Sadly, we don't have the time though. Yeah. But legitimately, it, it's that big of a, a, a theological issue that we could spend hours just talking about it. But the reason why we wanted to talk about persecuted together is because we want to see how the apostles react yeah. to persecution and how that should lead us as a church to react. So um, in Acts 4, we see that uh, the leaders, which are the Pharisees, the Sadducees, um, all these religious leaders were very annoyed with Peter and John in yeah. the preaching of the gospel. Um, so they had them arrested. What impact did their arrest have on the the gospel, the spreading of it, and just um, the the people around them? Like when other people outside of the faith saw them being persecuted for their faith, what did that do? What was that impact that it had? Yeah, so... Um definitely it, it had an impact because the thing is when you're willing to go through persecution it reveals that you really believe in what you believe mm -hmm. like if you're really willing to go through it like if you're willing to stand through it it shows like this is something i'm willing to give my life for mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so that not only gives faith and encouragement to peter and john but it also gives faith to others so like it talks about later on in that chapter how after Peter and John are set free and they're let go, it encouraged the believers and it gave them faith. And so persecution doesn't just have an impact on you personally, it has an impact on the people who are being persecuted with you and even on the people who are persecuting you. 
because Peter and John got to come before the Sanhedrin and they got to plead their case. They got to share the gospel with those people. And so persecution is actually one of the most powerful vehicles of the gospel that we have. Like one of the things that uh, you shared earlier is how persecution can't stop the gospel. It actually spreads it. It actually makes it more powerful. It actually gives it out more. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. And I think the, the, the reason why that happens is because our persecution is not something that we suffer through alone. Yeah. Right? Um, when you're a single person going through persecution, um, a lot of times you may tend to isolate yourself. Yep. But when you are locked arm in arm with your brothers and you guys are um, taking blows and you guys are being knocked down together, you motivate each other to yep. continue to keep on going. And yeah. actually on that, one thing that's that sociologists and other people have looked into is how marginalized communities become closer and become stronger. And so you see this in the civil rights movement. One, the thing about the civil rights movement was that they were being persecuted. It was that they were marginalized. It was that there was opposition. And there's something about opposition that brings people together. Yeah. And so if you look throughout church history, some of the strongest moments of the church were the moments when the church was the most persecuted. Mm -hmm. Right now, the fastest growing church in the entire world is not in America. Mm -hmm. It's not in South America. It's not in Australia. It's not some kind of mega church. It is Iranian house churches led by women. Yeah. One of the biggest places for persecution in the oh, entire women. world. Led by women too. And it's That's led crazy. by women in Iran. It's, it's some of the greatest gospel work that's happening. And it's happening in the midst of persecution. And we see that over and over and over again. The church has the greatest power during the greatest persecution. And sometimes in America, we ask, why don't we have more power? And maybe it's because we're running away from persecution. Yeah. Instead of, in a, it may sound weird, but instead of embracing it. Yeah. Right? And like, um, the, the craziest part of this story was once they were persecuted, what did they do? It says that they praised God because they were worthy to suffer persecution for his name. That sounds so weird. Yeah. That they were like, wow, like I'm actually suffering for the name of Christ. That's awesome. And for someone it's like, how can persecution in any way be seen as, like how are you worthy of persecution, right? Like that's weird. Like you wouldn't think that somebody is worthy or that I should praise God because I'm counted as worthy to suffer for his namesake. Yeah. But when you see that, persecution isn't something that's supposed to push us away from our faith but strengthen it you understand the role that persecution has in this life and it's why jesus says that um you will be persecuted because of me right you won't yeah. be loved by the world you'll be hated by yeah. it um so when we're receiving hate we should know that what jesus said is true that the world isn't gonna love us it's very outdated um I, there was um uh, an old uh rock star from like before i was born and he said, the most rebellious thing you can be is a Christian. Like, yeah. That's the most rebellious thing you can do because it goes against everything that this society teaches as normal. Yeah. Right. Um, but to to move on into um, the, the next part, which is the, you know, the patience and persecution, which is our next point. Um, I, I feel the need to ask the age old question. Why does God allow persecution and suffering? What, what's the point? If God loves me, if God... Um, you know, if Jeremiah 29, 11 is true, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. You know, we there are so many more verses that are like that. Yeah. 
why does he allow me to be persecuted? Why does he allow me to suffer? Why does he allow even his own apostles, yeah. people who he has called to yeah. suffer? Um, I, I would say a couple of things. I think, first of all, we have to recognize that we live in a broken, sinful world. It's the first thing. In the same way that we can ask, why is there persecution? We can ask, why is there sickness? Why is there death? Why is there pain? Because we live in a broken, sinful world. From Genesis 3, from the fall, we are inheriting the consequences of the fall of man and sin coming into the world. I think that's one. Uh, number two, um, why, if, if God did not spare his own son from yeah. persecution, yeah. like uh, why, why would I think that I'm exempt? Yeah. If his own son, if God himself became man, and that's why I love that when God speaks to us about persecution, he speaks to us from a place of experience. Mm -hmm. God's not asking us something to not asking us to do something that he did not do himself. And and the thing is, Jesus is the greatest person to teach us about persecution and the benefits and the blessings. Like it's crazy when in Matthew Jesus says things like, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sakes, because for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But the reason why Jesus was able to endure persecution is because Jesus saw persecution from a heavenly lens. Mm -hmm. He knew that this is momentary, this is temporary. But at the same time, this is storing up for me a reward that is beyond anything that I have to suffer on this earth. Over and over, Jesus says things like, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Exactly. And so all throughout the New Testament, whether it's Jesus or the apostles, they see the blessing of persecution, which is such an oxymoron, right? The blessing of persecution. Yeah. But on top of the fact that, number one, Jesus commands us to embrace it and walk through it. Um, the other thing about persecution is this, it does something to us. Mm -hmm. Even in life, just take aside the, the, the conversation we're having now. In life, opposition brings strength. Exactly. Yeah. All of us know that the stuff that we go through, the hardest moments made us better, made us stronger, made us wiser. And I think persecution has that same effect where if we're willing to embrace what persecution does to us, we don't like what, how it feels, but if we embrace the results of it, mm -hmm. that is something that can change us. Like I hate the gym. I hate working out. I hate lifting weights, but I don't do it because of the way it makes me feel. I do it because I want the results that come with it. Exactly. And if I want to become more like Jesus, I have to embrace persecution in my life as a Christian. Yeah. And, and to just uh, pick up on what you had said, that um, if God allowed his own son to go through persecution, what makes you think that you're exempt? Um, the reality of, of persecution is that um, we, we are going to, as Christians, we're, it's something that we're going to struggle with throughout our lives. But I just want to encourage us with this verse from James 1.12. It said, blessed are those who endure Come on. when they are tested. When they pass the test, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So what you had said was that um, kind of like a, the, the workout analogy. Like you don't like working out, but, you, it. but you, the worst. You, you do it for the results. Yep. Um, and although the result of persecution may not be seen in this life, we know that the results are promised to us in the next life. Come on. That he will give us the crown of life for enduring when we are tested. Um, many of us, 
don't see person um the results of it immediately we're not rewarded like it's like after you're persecuted you're not immediately rewarded no but our rewards are in heaven yeah and we're building up treasures whenever Come we're on. persecuted whenever yep. we're when whenever we're tried against so that's why having patience and persecution is so important yep. and that's why i put um pulled out that verse because um your patience is going to result in probably some of the best rewards you'll ever receive yep. and you won't even receive them in this life yep. you'll receive them in the life to come yep. when he looks at you and he says well done my He's faithful, faithful servant. my faithful servant come on. and he'll give you all those treasures because god is faithful and just to reward you yeah when when you've earned it and, and god knows that when you've suffered through persecution and if you endure and if you continue to to follow his commands and to keep strong in your faith even yeah. through persecution he knows that you've earned it. And one thing that you mentioned earlier is, um, and, and we were talking about, is is going through persecution in community. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it when you read the New Testament, it's not just talking about individual persecution. It's mm -hmm. us as the church, us as followers of Jesus. This is what we go through together. Yeah. And that's what this whole thing is about, is us, whatever we're doing as the church of Jesus Christ, it has to be done within the context of community. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, I don't know about you, I hate you going through stuff by myself. But if I know I've have somebody with me, if I know that I'm not alone in it, if I have a community, if I have a crew, if I have people who are walking with me, alongside me through that journey, it makes it easier. Doesn't always make it better, but it makes it easier when I know that I don't have to carry it by myself. Yeah, let's not have persecution separate us, but instead increase our number and strengthen us. Come on. Um, and if we can get through our persecution, yep. then the greatest use it can have is serving as a testimony Come on. for others. Yep. When um, And that's exactly what happened with Peter and John. Yep. Um, did they stop after the Pharisees had released them? No. no. What did they do? They went to every house. Yep. Right? So that's another encouragement. Never back down. Yep. Um, uh, Paul writes this in Romans 1.16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. The salvation for all who believes first to the jew and then to the gentile yep. what paul is saying is that um that the gospel is the power of god to save therefore don't be ashamed of it and that's exactly what peter and john weren't yeah they weren't ashamed because they understood that this is the power of god to save yeah which is why i love that verse because it's such a quick summary of the gospel what is the gospel it is the power of god for salvation therefore don't be ashamed of it yep right um so when, when we suffer persecution, when, when we suffer through these things, Romans 8.18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is to be revealed Come to on. us. Yep. Persecution, and just like you were talking about with our, um, our, our Iranian brothers and sisters in Christ over there, uh, their persecution is almost nonstop. Yeah. We get together in churches and we get to, to sometimes even do church on the street. We have street preachers. Yep. God forbid one of them does that over there they yeah. meet underground they meet yeah. in secret places um but they have hope yeah that although they might not see the rewards in this life they know and they are confident in the hope that jesus has given them yep. that they will receive eternal life and that this persecution is nothing compared to the glory that they will that that will be revealed to them yep. when that time comes Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone 
everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode.